Welcome, everyone, to the TZR Podcast, episode 149. I'm your host, Justin wow. Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Alex Schock. Gwarsh, what's up, Justin? <laughs> I'm joined by Liz Lysui. Hello. And I'm joined by Justin Chow. Hi. I was almost expecting you to be like... <laughs> <laughs> my dad does a really good duck I impression. Oh, I did think about it, and if my impressions were better, I was like, nah, I can't. No, I think the worse that. it is, the better it is. <laughs> You're right, Goofy. Yeah. yeah. So, I was wow, almost going to be like, heart wow, is you in touched mine. my heart. Yeah. So, <laughs> welcome, to the, welcome to the Kingdom cast, everybody. Uh, yeah, so we're definitely going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts and Resident Evil 2 today. Uh, but before we jump into this week's biggest games, uh, January's biggest games, the biggest games to come out in, in 2019 so far. Biggest games of the year, one uh, might say. Biggest games of the year. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, first, we are going to talk about the... Well, we're going to have a short aside about the Epic Games Store. But first, I want to talk about Metroid Prime 4 and its uh, its news that was released this week. So, to get everybody up to speed, uh, Metroid Prime 4 had an announcement today. Like, one of the directors or whatever um, was basically letting everybody know, letting all the Nintendo fans around the world know, that they have ceased production on the current iteration of Metroid Prime 4, and they're basically starting completely from scratch. Uh, the pressure's just getting to them, man. I think it is. <laughs> it's, the, just too, it's too tight. Yeah, so... it. So the good news from it is that they said that in this sort of, like, re-look, like, this redevelopment of the game, they've actually pulled the original studio back on, Retro Studios, who did Metroid Prime 1 and 2. I don't think they had anything to do with Metroid Prime 3. Um... But they've basically brought them into the fold and said, like, okay, we need to actually help. make this game good. <laughs> so so people liked your games originally. Maybe so you can help us make another game that people like. They, yeah. they, from what I've heard, they, they have a working game right now. Like, it's not, like, finished by any means. But they had, like, the concepts down. They had some gameplay going on. Um, and it was just not good. Was, well, not good enough, I should say. Yeah, yeah. It's... It, like that, I think that's how they said they like the first demos of the game just didn't reach their quality standards or yeah. something. I can't remember exactly what PR language they used for yeah. it. Um, but I think Nintendo's probably being exceptionally critical of this game because it's like one of the bigger franchises that I I think they're trying to make it into one of yeah. the bigger franchises. Like Metroid mm-hmm. has never particularly sold super well, but it's like very beloved by its fan base, and they yeah. know they've messed up a number of times most recently with it. Like the last notable games that came out on any uh, on any system was Federation Force on the 3DS, right? And before that was Other M on the Wii. So like they've had two really hard misses. But they had like a with this decent. Suit. 3ds game come out oh yeah, yeah. and uh Metroid. you're right return of uh return yeah. of samus Wait, that, yeah. was, that got good or samus returns yeah. rather samus returns. which was yeah. the um the one by ninja theory that, that, was, that was other m, other m. That was and other m, m. was, was received bad. extremely poorly like uh, people really really hated that game they really hated federation force i forgot about samus returns yeah that was pretty just good remember the bed yeah I get it. They could well, use, it's, it's, maybe was fans more are too. Well, I mean, I mean maybe. <laughs> the problem with Samus Returns is I didn't remember much about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was just fine. <laughs> I feel like it didn't make a splash that I was expecting it to. Yeah. But I think Nintendo could really use, like, a kind of a T-rated game, you know? Something yeah. for a little bit mature audiences. Well, definitely. That's well, not we so can't much color all... and light and fluff. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Yeah. Star Fox, I guess they were willing to just, you know, shoot in the knee and leave to die, but... <laughs> yeah. Which is really sad when you think about it, because, like, yeah. Star Fox is a beloved franchise. Like, I feel like Metroid is, like... It's, like, it's like up there, but it's not quite a Star but, Fox. Oh, so, I, I disagree. I think Metroid has a bit more clout than Star Fox. I mean, Star Fox really, really... really is like three actual games 
like and then yeah, one from and like then the very beginning yeah. and then one of those games was just remade four different times <laughs> like i mean I the 64 version metroid yeah. has a better stronger like cult following yeah and Star Fox is a little more mass appeal and like my you know it's more recognizable but yeah it would fill that niche a little bit better than like a Star Fox yeah, yeah. Star, what does Star Fox do for I mean yeah. I know yeah. personally like well Star Fox is there Star Fox is there like flying sim kind of sorta now Metroid has turned into their only first person like Nintendo doesn't have any first person first party games besides Metroid and that only became first person uh first person in GameCube right yeah and and you know that was from sure. Retro Studios, the people working on this new one. Thankfully, and I I agree with what Alex is saying, where I do think Nintendo needs kind of like a more mature rated game because, like, I mean, even look at the way that the Switch was marketed; they're marketing it to an older like audience, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a, a group of people that have aged with them, and I feel like the appeal of Metroid, like this science fiction, mysterious Metroidvania kind of deal is, like, I would say appealing to people within our age group. So I could see why they would put a little bit more emphasis on making sure that game is good because I feel like they believe that more of the base of people that own Switches will be interested in that, hopefully. What are, like, legacy Nintendo franchises that have, like, stood the test of time to present, you know, that's, like, really good. Besides, Besides Metroid? I, no, 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 I'm just saying in general. What like are first, they? Yeah. It's oh, like, well, it's, it's all the obvious it's, candidates. It's Mario, it's Zelda. I guess you could say Splatoon at this point. Yeah, but like, Donkey Kong. I guess you could say Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong at this point. And you know why? Donkey, Donkey Kong game. Tropical Freeze. Well, yeah, Tropical that one Freeze. apparently was really good. And that got re-released on, on Switch. Yeah. And that was made by Retro Studios, the people who worked on the Metroid <laughs> yeah. games. I feel like they just need to like pull that company in-house and just like get over themselves and just say, okay, you just know how to make but good so, games. Yeah. What, so when they announced Metroid like at that Direct, yeah. when was that? Two years ago? Two 2017. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. Two years ago? Yeah. So... It's was, just interesting to me. Was it at E3? That was, was at, it not a direct? It was 2017. It was at E3. It was at E3. Yeah. You were at your first E3. Yes, I was. I remember watching I remember we it. all saw that and freaked out about the JPEG. And that's when I Shane remember... pulled us over and he's like, hey, this other game also got announced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for that. We were like, how did we miss yeah. that? It's the only a... reason I remember is because Shane very specifically said, I will be happy just if they present me with just a logo so I know that they're working on it. And that's exactly it, what he got. Which is exactly yeah. what he got. And then after that was like... I kind of wish we'd had a little more from Metroid. <laughs> yeah, so I like, guess... no, no, no. You said just the logo. Yeah. <laughs> what we got. You can't wish for anything more. Yeah. What I'm sort of getting at too is like, so this game has been in production for two years. Yeah. And they're willing to completely pull the plug and start over, which also means we're probably, I mean, as is the case with most games, new games, but um, they're, we're like two, at least two years away from an actual game. Yeah, yeah. Um, an actual Metroid. Well, Probably two longer. years away from a playable first level, I guess, to get an impression if the game's actually good. I mean, yeah, it could also be that they right? just oh, did, did they say they're scrapping what they did? Yeah, they basically said mm-hmm. they're literally starting from total scratch. They're, yeah. t- they're like throwing out yeah. everything they've worked on so Which far. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy, but like, I mean, at the very least, it shows that Nintendo really cares about making it good. But here's the problem, right? By them announcing that, like. Think about the the optics on this situation, right? They're basically saying that what they developed was so bad that yeah. they decided to scrap the whole thing and start again. So if this new thing isn't anything less than amazing, then it's like, well, what was the first one? Like, well, it doesn't you know necessarily I mean? Like, mean that it was so bad. It just didn't live up to the expectations. And like when you think about it, if you think about like Nintendo and like what they have this year... Like, they need to do some good stuff. This is just really wobbly. Yeah. Um, but they need to do some, like, really good stuff. Like, otherwise, like, well, I'm, again, they had 
great Mario. They had a Zelda game. Smash came out. Splatoon, sure, I guess. Mario Party. But I don't think it was Mario ever... Party, but even then... Mario... It was never coming out this year, though. No, I know, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, right now, they're, like, looking towards their previous franchises to bring back from the dead so that they have games for the Switch. Like, they want some locked-in wins. And they want some locked-in wins, right? And yeah. you only had the locked-in wins with... Smash, Mario, and Zelda, yeah. and I guess Platoon. I think some people were expecting that game to come out this year, like holiday season I thought season it was possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, end of this year was a possibility. But it's it's interesting, though. Like, it sucks that they announced it, you know, that mm-hmm. they announced it already. I, I'm not a big fan of that, yeah. and delays and all that crap, but this is a better route than another famously canceled game, Scalebound, yeah, yeah. where they had playable demos. Like, this game was out there, and yeah. they're like, you know what? Sorry guys, this game actually sucks. <laughs> so yeah. we're actually we're not going to release this. Imagine the kid that waited hours to play that game right. at one of these yeah. events, and then he's like, "Oh, well." There aren't that many high profile, like how many other high profile games like this have... get that kind of treatment? Yeah, I guess Crackdown maybe. Crackdown Final Fantasy Seven. Crackdown remake. is, but they they went the other way where they're like, you know what? We're going to delay, 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 and then we're just going to put it out. Whatever. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you know, that game comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah it like, feels very to, to no fanfare. Like I, I mean, don't think there's it... no marketing behind it right now. Yeah, I think We've they know nothing. that it's going to be yeah, crap. No, there's so there's just com- like there's commercials. There's... I don't watch normal TV. Maybe that's why. Yeah, on oh, television. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they have, Terry, they have Terry Crews. He's yeah, there's a Terry Crews. I mean, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, but like, that's it, right? I mean, I haven't heard anybody. Okay, basically, I haven't heard anybody talk about it on YouTube. That's. Really, what it comes down to, I think. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with their. This is true. This is true. This is true. Well, I agree. I mean, that's why I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I'm backing up. Maybe they do do advertising. If they're not making not a strong it. enough advertising campaign to make people talk about it, good or bad. I'm not seeing yeah. it on Twitter. I'm not seeing a lot of news about it either. Yeah, I think I think because they know that it's not going to be stellar, and they'd rather just like right? they'd rather just have it out and be done so they can just stop like a, it, stop telling right. the story. The story's stop, over. Stop the bleeding. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's over. Exactly. Just, Get a new game. Just a soft release that hopefully nobody notices and it can go by. Seriously. So as far as Metroid goes, I feel like, uh, you know, if this is something you had to do, cool. I'm I'm super confident that Retro Studios knows what they're doing Who with was that franchise. Uh, I think it was developed internally. I think it was like literally Nintendo was working on it. Wow. And uh, yeah. That's, they just couldn't do, they couldn't do it. Well, Didn't maybe, feel right. Well, maybe this is a kind of like, I feel like this is the sort of thing that they need to realize because like, you know, if if they're not up to it, like maybe they're just like we don't know how to handle this franchise anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Has uh, has every has anybody or everybody played all the other Metroid? I have. I played every single Metroid. I, have game. Not. I love only well, couple. I have not played other M, but I played all the other ones. Only a couple. Like two D, three D. All of them. I played Some one two D and then one three D game. I haven't played like I have like no. I don't know nothing about. <laughs> Can I be honest? You <laughs> I, so only really frank. I, I, I only... played like part of the first metroid and it was the first time i had ever like experienced any sort of like metroid like game and i was like how come i'm losing all my powers this sucks like, Wait, which, which game was it i think it was the first metroid prime okay metroid prime does that make great. sense do you lose your do you lose your abilities you lose your abilities in everyone yes okay, that's exactly that's how the story goes in so every it metroid is game. a metroid game right so you have one <laughs> level where you're like wow i'm legit and then you're like wow i suck yeah <laughs> Like, so, yeah, that was like I, you know, I was like young at the time. That was the first time I played a game like that. So I was just yeah. like, I did not understand the concept. I didn't. Get if you have the opportunity, Super is amazing. Fusion's amazing. Zero Mission's amazing. Like they're really good games. Like Fusion's on Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Fusion okay. and Zero Mission are on Game Boy. Zero Mission is probably the most approachable. It's like a five-hour game, and it's like it's yeah. not handholdy, but it like it sends you in the right direction. It just feels amazing to play. So, like, like what even is now. like what makes a good Metroid game? Like what would ha- they have seen in it? 
no is bad and need to go to well with a first person a, game another like, studio that says like you guys have done this before and you're gonna do it well like what are people looking for well i feel like nintendo probably knows what they're up against at this point like in the last like you know handful of years we've seen some of the best metroidvania games literally ever come out in the form of like hollow knight and you know some of these other like indie games like that's not what like, prime 4 is going to be though right well it's got to be a 3d well it's, yeah. it's going to be a first 3d person first person game, right. game but exactly but even the metroid prime games are metroidvanias like it's still like collect the thing now you have access to this place and you know i'm getting po- more powerful over yeah. time like yeah. that's that's what that formula is and the thing is, is like three, I, be- I believe, was developed internally by Nintendo, and it was all the Wii bullshit, like yeah, yeah. pulling shields off. I kind of like that. I'm not gonna lie. I really did like some of the Wii remote control, like opening doors thing. It felt kind of cool. It was kind of cool, but I feel like it also, I don't know, it, it was a little gimmicky. gimmicky it was it was more gimmicky novel. than it was like polished. If that yeah. makes sense, it's like every Wii U game. <laughs> and it's funny too because like I remember playing Metroid Prime on the GameCube. Which one was that one? I don't remember which one. It was one of them. I think it was the first one. There was two. There was Metroid yeah. Prime, Metroid Prime Two. It must have been yeah, the first. One basically, then. the same game. <laughs> yeah, but I remember playing that and thinking that it wasn't Halo and that you weren't doing like two joysticks to like aim and shoot. You were using a right trigger to lock on and then using the left trigger to like strafe a lot. Yep. And I Extre- did not like that. Yeah, extremely weird. Did not like that. Extremely weird style. That's why a lot of people say that the Wii re-release of the series is supposed to be like the best ones. And that's why a lot of people are hoping that they're re-released on Switch. Like, like a lot of people have been like, we need the Metro. Uh, but what are the chances that they're going to add in the gyroscope controls onto like the first person? Extremely shooting? possible. Well, they already yeah. did it in the Weaver. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Is that going to ruin it, I wonder? I feel like it would make it better, honestly. Like I'm, I've I haven't played that version of it, but yeah. I feel like it would make it way way better if you could like. I think like, I liked it to on the Wii. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, so I hope I don't know. I hope that they use this time to make this game because I don't. You know, it's Scalebound. No one knew what Scalebound was, but yeah. people, everyone knows what Metroid it's is. A beloved so, franchise. Yeah. So let, I'm okay with waiting this out. Definitely, yeah. they should they should do the right thing. Um, okay, so number two on our news docket, which I think is a little bit briefer, was uh, around the launch of the PC version of Metro Exodus, which, so, this kind of leads to a bigger topic. So, the PC right. version of Metro Exodus is coming out, but uh, if you buy the game, I think it said physically, it gives you a code for the Epic Game Store to to play it, like, exclusively on that platform. And Well, they're selling it exclusively on... Yeah. yeah. On uh, the Epic Game Store. Okay, so I didn't know it was, like, in general. I, th- I thought it might have been on all of them, but that is interesting. Um, so... The while Metro in and of itself is kind of like not super like exciting or or whatever to me personally, the the Epic Game Store is is very interesting to me because I feel like it's sort of like a coup on Steam right now. For sure. Like have you noticed how many games recently have been like timed exclusives or have some sort of exclusivity deal on the Epic Game Store? It's like yeah. kind of ridiculous. They're so in all areas of their business, they're really developer friendly and user friendly. Yeah. yeah, and they have these deals. I think it's what was it? Steam takes thirty percent of all Steam. revenue. Yeah, Steam. Is oh, which and is they're so like much. Seems oh, like thirty percent up until you sell something crazy. Yeah, it's like, like fifteen 50, million. Yeah, yeah, like fifty million and copies, and then they stop taking money, so wow. that they're guaranteed some ridiculous amount like share, of money. Yeah. They from stop. and from the gate, uh, Epic is twelve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's like way more appealing to most developers. Like, like I remember one of the big ones. The biggest, the biggest one for me that kind of kicked it off was uh, the new Supergiant Games game, Hades. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. that, yes. that's exclusive to that platform right cool. now. And I'm just like, and what's it's weird because like I'm I'm not a frequent 
guest of the Epic Game Store. So, like, that kind of deterred me. I was like, do I really have to buy this game on, on this weird platform? But part of me kind of, like, wants to because it's the only way I can play that game right now. I mean, now, you how know? many people use Steam? Like, every PC. Everybody. Literally right everybody. On. But who... Steam sucks, guys. Like, <laughs> it's like a bad program. It is a really and bad it, program. And honestly, it's very, um, you know, they have the monopoly on the market right now, so they yeah. can treat anybody yeah. any yeah. way you know they funny? want, they've and that's no, dangerous. They've had yeah. no competition. Yeah. They've been changing their platform solely because Discord entered into the picture, and now they're like, oh shit, guys. The jig is up. We gotta make a, we gotta make a better platform. <laughs> to to be fair, uh, you know there are other platforms other than Steam that do sell online games like GOG and stuff oh, like sure. that. Yeah, but, um, but by and large, Steam is like the most dominant force there. And I feel like know, now, at least like what I'm feeling, like if I didn't already commit so much of my like PC library to Steam, I feel like I'd be more willing to try another platform. But like every PC game I own is on Steam. Okay, so you know? I, mean, I have a question. Right, go ahead. Sorry, did you want to say something? Uh, you can go. Well, my only question is, I've downloaded games off of Steam onto my my laptop, mm-hmm. and if I'm not attached to Steam, I can actually find the folders in my computer and then get those EXEs out and then just play them on my desktop. Like, I don't need Steam to go into my games. Is that not true? Is I'm, that real? I'm not sure. I'm I know. Sure I know the real. appeal of platforms like and. To, you know, to be clear for the audience, I don't think any of us are like hardcore PC game experts here. Yeah. But like, I'm I'm under the impression that sites like GOG and stuff being like DRM free are the ones that like you download the game and you own everything about it. Mm. I'm pretty sure that almost every game that you buy through Steam is like licensed through that platform. So like, you need to have like an active Steam account in order to yeah. be playing that game. Yeah, I, I guess don't... I just look know about that. I guess I just look at, like, you can almost look at, like, Xbox and PlayStation. You know, different platforms. You can be, you know, your games might be on Steam, but that doesn't mean you can't also have the Epic Game Store, you know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. And, and now yeah, there's, but... like, now there's competition. Now they're, yeah. now Steam has to either step up their game or start bleeding users over to this better platform. Yeah. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of, like, maybe, like, four-ish years ago with, like, Verizon and, like, how Verizon was, like, pretty much the only network for a while like verizon like at&t and like kind of mm-hmm. what everybody had and then suddenly and like sprint was like sprint existed yeah but nobody had a yeah, sprint yeah, yeah. Mm. like it just wasn't you know nobody had sprint nobody had t-mobile and then at some point sprint finally was able to like get you know get your cell usage comparable ish yeah to verizon and suddenly it was like we'll give it to you we'll give you half the cost yeah and, like we're so much better and suddenly now verizon's threatened and they can't just be this Monopoly that can treat like, with the way the Steam can, they can just technically those other things exist. Yeah, but nobody's going to use them. Yeah, yeah. So if they want to charge you thirty percent, they're going to charge you thirty percent. Until Sprint comes along, it's like, what if we only charge right. you twelve percent? You're like, well, I'm going to leave, go right over here to yeah. Sprint, yeah, <laughs> slash the Epic Game Store. And so I love seeing like that's, I love that. Yeah, that's what America is built on. Yeah, capitalism. <laughs> it is. It's been the same platform for like two decades and it does yeah. not challenge like. you to be better at all unless somebody is challenging right and you know my only attachment my only attachment to steam is really just the fact that all my games i like i, I enjoy logging in and seeing a whole list of games that i could play that's really the only edge uh, yeah. what's funny though is like have you really used a single color. feature from steam other than buying and playing games through it i've tried the voice chat I've tried group chats. It's all Everything's garbage. Awful. Yeah, awful, it's all garbage. awful, awful, awful. Yeah. We didn't even mention like the best part from the user's perspective is that Metro is fifty dollars on Epic, and it's 
I think okay, they are still. Wait, I forget how this works because they are still selling it on Steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their pre-orders were on Steam. Oh, right. That's why Steam's so pissed off. And it's, um, I think it was for physical copies of Metro Exodus. They 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 offer a redeem code that's exclusively for the Epic Game Store. Well, okay. Either way, whatever it is on Steam right now, because you can see it on Steam, it's sixty dollars on Steam. Yeah. And on Epic, it's fifty dollars. Wow. So that those costs are Dang. being reflected Race on the, to the user. bottom. That's uh kind of hilarious, actually. Yeah. I mean, they're saving, that's how you do they're it. They're saving twelve percent on every yeah. copy they yeah. sell. That's a pretty serious. <laughs> they can afford it. Yeah. yeah. And still make a profit. Give I'm it sure. back to the user. That's a pretty serious. That's shake-up. quite a business pitch that Epic can offer. Yeah. yeah. To any you, game. Have you guys used the Epic Game Store yet, personally? Uh, a while ago, when I was playing like Paragon, yeah. But I'm sure it's changed since then because this was before they became sort of like a legit store. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I barely play PC games, so I've. I mean, my Steam account has like five games on it. Oh wow! So I don't. No allegiance. Yeah. So <laughs> but it's see, exactly. So I will flip in a heartbeat. <laughs> I remember I bought uh, what was it? It was a humble bundle for all of Tom Clancy's games, all of the ones at that point, including Siege. And then I realized that you can only play them in the like, the EA store or whatever. The Ubisoft the, Ubisoft, store. yeah, there it is. Their store uh, is terrible. And I or whatever. remember so I wouldn't even call those stores. They're more like launchers. Yeah, like, those yeah. are exactly. That's, that's exactly. Right. I think yeah. Epic is becoming a, an actual Steam. store. Yeah, but it, it was, was a launcher. launcher. It was a launcher. Yeah, just like all these other ones. EA yeah, access, right. access, access. Yep. Uh, and then the UPlay garbage. Like all oh, those are just God, like really ugly, stupid launchers. Yeah. Um. Do you think if they start uh, adding in all these other comp- competitors for like these, uh, I don't know, store PC stores that Steam will have to get back on their studio bandwagon, start like turning right. out games again? Maybe, dude. Honestly, I feel like if they, if like there was like this mass exodus out of Steam, like that's when they would probably pull the okay, we're making Half Life Three trigger. <laughs> like, probably, I wouldn't doubt it. But like, do they even need to make games anymore? Like, do they no. even have the developers anymore? Right. Like, I doubt well, it. They, yeah, they haven't. Those made people a game probably left time. because they're like, well, there's no projects to work on. They so made what's that the like point? portal bridge constructor game. So building a game would even help them. Like, what would that even do for them? No, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do really accomplish much. It's like a Hail Mary, I need money kind of situation, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they're probably having some serious meetings over at Valve right now yeah. trying to figure their thing out. <laughs> they're like, why is nobody playing our Dota card game? <laughs> <laughs> they've been way too slow to adapt. Yeah, yeah. Because be they haven't Valve. had to, really. No, they've been yeah. the fat, lazy computer game. No, I'm just joking. So, I don't know. It's nice. It's nice to see someone come in and challenge the undisputed champion. Yeah, of yeah. Game. Yeah. I like when people come quo. into an industry and sort of shake it up, and I feel like you see it happening. People blame millennials. You see it happening a lot, though, that, that like, yeah. big established companies in any industry, suddenly they come in and millennials need new things. They need it now. They need it this way. Like, they, you realize yeah. you can do it another way, and it's better. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly everybody's got to adapt. Yeah. Uber. Offer something better. People will yeah. come. Uber. Exactly. Is the time? So that pretty much does it for news on this uh, on this podcast. So we're going to get into what we're playing, which is primarily going to be two games. So, Alex and... I'm just going to hope you're prepared to to listen. You want to play Smash? Yeah, let's play Smash. Get out your popcorn. Um, So before we start talking about Kingdom Hearts, which I think is going to take up the meat of the conversation. We should start with Resident Evil. I would really like to take a moment to talk about Resident Evil. Justin, talk to us about your Resident Evil 2 remastered. Dude, it's really, really good. I would like you to paint me a a picture. Okay, so... Set set the scene for me. Okay, so... (laughs) 
So coming into it, Resident Evil, like as a series, has gone through many changes throughout the franchise's lifeline, right? right. You know, it was originally like an isometric tank control kind of thing, and then they modernized that with like RE remake and stuff. And then once you got to like four, five, and six, they became this like over the shoulder, uh, over the shoulder like action shooter type deal, which only ended up turning it into like more of an actiony game. But that was like most games in the 2010s, early Mm. 2010s. but I think then I might have played that one. I told you I never played any of them. I think I might have played a bit of that one. Resident Evil Four. One yeah. of the you're a ju- is it five? You're just a probably huge guy. Yep, that's probably five. Okay. <laughs> um, Green vest. Where you have a, a, a cooperative partner. Yes. It's in like Africa. Yes. Yeah, that's five. That wasn't so, good, right? So it, seven that was okay. I mean, people. So, yeah, so, some people so, like that. Some people liked it. They, they liked these games for different reasons. It was but six. It, but that I think they screwed up. But Capcom was clearly going through like iterations Puberty. trying to figure out what what this franchise was going to become right so then seven comes out and sort of changes the script turns it into a first person game brings it back to like its horror roots where it's more of kind of like a puzzle slash shooter slash horror kind of experience and it was wildly successful people really really liked seven so when two came out like first when we saw what two was going to be it was going back to an over-the-shoulder shooter my initial reaction was well this seems like a step backward obviously right like they they had already changed this first person thing and now they're going back to their old action shooter ways like this is a little weird and what's interesting about two is like that's one of the most beloved games in the franchise like most people would consider that to be the best game in the franchise next to like four four is probably the most like universally loved but from like the old school crowd two was like the jam right so like i played four and i i liked it but i also didn't beat it i I will say that i mean like when i played it i didn't really find it that special to be honest like it was over the shoulder it was the first re Mm -hmm. it's over the shoulder game right correct but i remember all i was doing was like Shoving zombies to the ground and stabbing them most of the time. When yeah. did you play? Did you play it at launch or? No, no, no. I played it a while back. Well, I played it when it came out on the Wii, actually. Yeah. So that was that was oh. down the line. That was like the third iteration of that game. Uh, that yeah. came out. Most right. people Some consider that one to be the best one, actually. So if I'm... you go back and play original Assassin's Creed, like yeah. I remember when it launched at the time, I was like, "This is incredible! You can do all this stuff." You know, I play it now. You're like, a lot of games do this. I mean, yeah. so like I remember, I when you remember go back and play things. Yeah. The, the novelty I, is gone because other things have come out that are right. similar to that. Yeah, maybe. Which yeah. maybe with That's true. But like, I did play RE2, and I then watched my dad play the rest of RE2. But like, while I was, I remember that game being like horror. Like that was yeah. horror yeah. to me. It's full on scary. Like Resident yeah. Evil Four wasn't. It didn't feel like that. Yeah, no, that was more campy, but it was still like it had it was rooted in horror. So so two comes out right, and again my my expectations are kind of all over the place. And mind you, I'm like a hardcore Resident Evil fan, so like that's that's kind of the lens that I'm seeing this through. How um, um sorry, how long ago did two come out? Two came out in 1996. It's a long time ago, 13 Ooh. years ago. Longer. That's longer, longer than that's, yeah. 23 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missing <laughs> an extra decade there. I do the same thing. Yeah. I know. I do the same thing. I'm like Wait, shocked right now. I the think 1990s were in 10 years ago, guys. It might have been 98. I don't remember. Oh, that changes everything. You do that thing where you keep saying like 15 years ago and 15 years ago you think that you're like seven and you right. realize yeah. one day you're like, oh, It's no. like, no, I was like, <laughs> no, I, was I was old. A, I was a full-on person at that point. Okay, so why, so Resident Evil 2, it's, it's incredible. It's getting, like, all these great reviews and stuff, and I'm going to try to do my best to articulate why, okay? So most Resident Evil games, like, people started to love because they were sort of like this puzzle box kind of deal, right? It places you in a scenario, and you have to, like, 
you know, navigate a new area with that's infested with like zombies and monsters and all these crazy creatures. You know, you're never too far from your next like big scare, but you're trying to like basically unravel how this whole like building basically works finding the right like metals to put into slots to open doors and this whole shebang and right? is all that this is all the original or this is all this is in almost all game all resident evil games in general okay. and two fully realizes that like it is absolutely that game but what really impresses me about two is fundamentally like as a shooter like action game it does so many things differently and what and I feel really kind of like revitalizes what like a lot of like cliches and and like gaming conventions that have kind of got tired by now, like the zombie, right? Mm-hmm. So a zombie in general has been a little boring of late. It's just like it's a creature that runs towards you and eats right. face off, right? And it, in most right. of them, you shoot them in the head a number of times and then their head explodes and they die. Right. But in this game, it's like there's so much – there's such a different, like, feeling to fighting zombies. Like, when you shoot it in the head, like, it does not take – like, there there is no mathematic equation to kill any zombie in this game. It's not like I'll shoot him three times in the head and it will die. That is not the case. Like, every engagement is totally different. It could be, like, five shots. It could be one shot. It could be ten shots. But every time, it feels like a, a totally, like, natural and really uncomfortable engagement like like they actually made zombies scary again because when you see one approaching you you'll you'll like shoot it and be like oh shit oh shit oh shit because it's like getting closer to you and you're like not killing it the way that you feel like like you should be able to which i guess sounds bad but it's actually like it's really keeps it keeps it's super engaging and the way that they interact with you and the world is so much different like the ai in this game is like so much different than any other game that i've ever played before like i i was giving justin an example where like when you walk around like a third-person action game, you can kind of understand the geometry of a stage, right? So in this example, I walk into a room and there's like a table in the middle of this room and there's like shit all over it and it's got like all kinds of like, you know, cups and whatever the fuck, like just stuff on this table. So the way that – what's up, Justin? Nothing. Oh, okay. I'm trying to move this mic out of my face. Oh, okay. So, uh, so when – so I see a zombie in this room and I'm like across the way and I'm like – taking pot shots at the zombie trying to kill it and it's like not going down and my assumption as a player is okay this zombie is going to walk around this table to reach me right Mm -hmm. but then as i start to engage it the zombie jumps up on the table and shit's knocking over and it like climbs over and i like hit it enough where it falls on the ground and then it starts like crawling towards me like as it's like collapsed on the ground like and this is like blowing my mind at this point one zombie one zombie and like just that instance i was like Okay, this game is throwing all kinds of curveball, uh, curveballs at me that I was like not expecting. Like, like I don't know how to like game this game. If you know right. what I'm saying, like in a game like Resident Evil it, or Resident Evil Four, it becomes pretty clear that you're like, okay, I shoot the zombie in the head, then I run up and kick it and stab it, and that's how I kill ninety percent right. of the things yeah. in this game. You, there is no formula to any engagement in this game. And, you're just like trying your best. Of, I can see that because like. You were saying that's how players get control of any game, really, but especially horror games. When you have that formula, it's like a it's a safety blanket. You yeah. like see the seams because you're like you can rely yeah, on that right, to get right. past it. And now it's not scary anymore. Exactly, scary. So, so like that's one aspect of it. Then another one is like so. Part of the reason why Resident Evil Seven going first person was interesting was because it by limiting your view by like limiting your field of view, it makes you way more vulnerable. It makes you like when you turn a corner. 
it will like something can jump out at you right. and you won't see it because you just have limited access to the view around you. Mm-hmm. But in Resident Evil 2, the camera is like placed behind and slightly above you. So conceptually, you're like, I can see behind my character and around him completely. So like you would think like it's going to be pretty hard to sneak up on me because I could, I have so much like visual real estate. Right. But again, not the case at all. There are like so many times that I had these genuine moments of like jumping out of my seat and like actually getting scared because stuff would just like come at you in the weirdest ways and like way more aggressively than you're prepared for and all this stuff. Like it, it's just, it was really, really crazy. And uh, okay. So that, that's another aspect of it that made it cool taking it even further is so like this is a remake of a game that i've played a thousand times i i can play resident evil 2 with my eyes closed i know every single thing about that game and seeing how they took that story and applied it it's very faithful like much of what's happening in the story is is like right there but they kind of twist and turn the story elements the characters and the puzzles that you're engaging with just a little bit in like really creative ways that makes it feel totally new like like so it's like no, it's like nostalgic, so but it's also like but it's not like familiar. Fresh. Like so I want to give like an the, example, but it's like it, puzzles, it would be very like, spoilery. If it's like you know, I have to find this coin to open this door, or whatever. In the original, yeah. In the remake, is it a totally new puzzle? Is it similar? Is like okay. So uh, I'll I'll give you one example, right? So in the original game, there is a character named uh, Mister X. Okay, this is a uh, it's an enemy that the umbrella corporation like throws on this police station that you're like navigating um and it's meant to pursue the character now mr x was only introduced in scenario b of the game because in the original resident evil 2 there was two main characters leon and claire and you could play through each of their campaigns and their campaigns are different like you're fundamentally doing different things in both of them and if you play one storyline that you can complete the game with one story but then you can continue the story with the second character and play it totally from their perspective and you can do it interchangeably so you could play claire a and then leon b or leon a and then claire b oh, interesting. and whatever okay. right so technically there, you need four full playthroughs to like actually see the content of the game right um so this mr x character is always introduced or was always introduced in scenario b of the game because it's like by scenario b logically speaking you already know many of the environments that you're walking around mm-hmm. and and mr x is like a hard curveball that gets thrown into it. Like he'll just appear, like bust through walls and shit, and you just won't be expecting him. And it really like throws you off guard, so it makes it feel fresh. But in the new game, uh, Mister X is very predominant in in all campaigns, but his involvement in the story is slightly different. Like he takes a different role, and the way that you interact with him in the game is extremely unnerving. Like. For example, there are, like, multiple locations that you play through in this game. There's, like, a, a the police station and then, like, sewer and a laboratory and all these kinds of places, right? And when you're in the police station, you spend a very hefty amount of time in this place to the point where, like, you could basically, like, draw a map of the entire place just by memory. Like, you've, you've walked around this place so much, right? But at a certain point, they introduce this character, Mr. X, who is constantly chasing you through this environment. But, like... And when I say constantly chasing you, I mean there is no respite. You cannot hide from this guy. Like, he's not always pursuing you, but, like, he knows – you know that he's in this building. Mm-hmm. And, like, as you're walking around, you can hear his footsteps in the oh. building around you. And if you make too much noise, like, if you run or if you shoot your gun, he will immediately, go, like, take, like, the shortest path to get to you and fuck your day up. And it's, like – 
And it's so unnerving because by the point, like, he gets introduced at the point that you're so comfortable in this space where you're just like, okay, I just know where I need to run. I need to get everywhere. And it's like, nope, you cannot. Like, we are totally, like, like now you need to think even more cleverly about how you're going to walk around this place because if you don't, you're going to get punished real hard for it. Like, so, yeah. So, that's just another element of why it's cool. So, in in, in total, because I know I'm just kind of, like, on a on a positivity rant right now. Uh, the game is extremely polished, looks incredible, some of the best graphics and lighting in a game I've ever seen. There's literally, like, no loading in the game unless you die, uh, which is amazing. Cool. Like, there, there's no, like, door transitions or anything. It's all just totally uh, so seamless. there's no slow stair climb? Nope, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. it is all just a place. It's, it's, it's an extremely modern game, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if there were a new Resident Evil game that would... That that comes out like a brand new one yeah would you prefer the over the shoulder or the first person it's kind of hard to say now because the first person did something very novel and i really really enjoyed it and i'd imagine if like a resident evil 8 came out it would probably be first person again but like i'm very very infatuated with what resident evil 2 is doing and i think anybody who's played the game feels the same way because it's like almost universally praised right now what game did you say resident evil 2 when we were playing it in the demo what assets and like kind of like style was it draw like pulling off immediately was that re6 it's pulling uh from re7 so like that that was kind of like one of my first like i was a little nervous because it, it takes assets from resident evil 7 like wholesale like there's like a circuit breaker, right? Uh, is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, like a fuse box kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, covered in tape and stuff. And, like, that exact asset is literally the exact same fuse box covered in tape from Resident Evil 7. I think we were talking 7. about this when we saw the... When you played, when the, played demo. the demo. yeah. 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 Which made me nervous, because I'm like, this right. is just an asset flip. Like, this is right. this is dumb, right? Mm. But no, it is, it is so... It is so polished and, like, unique and just really awesome. And it's funny because, like, they take the characters, like, because the actual storyline of Resident Evil 2 is really interesting. But they take the characters and kind of, like, pull them into, like, more, like, comical, like, lanes. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, the first game took itself really seriously. And this one is, like, like, you play a rookie cop. Like, hey, I'm Leon and blah, blah, blah. But, like, they almost make him, like, comically so. Like, he's the most oblivious. Like, naive. Like, like, the most naive, oblivious cop ever where he's like, it's my first day on the job and I'm going to be great. <laughs> and then, like, a zombie's, like, eating somebody's face off, like, two seconds from him. And he's like, wow, what's that? <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, so, like, cheesy, campy, but it totally fits the mood. Like, I, I don't mm. know. Like, it's, it's actually, like, endearing. Like, it sounds like it would be silly and out of place, but, like, it's extremely endearing for, uh, you know. The for, character for type. the character yeah, type, yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Dude, that, I like, really am. I knew we were, we were waiting for it for a while. Dude, there's yeah. not a single person that I would not recommend this game to. Even if you don't like horror games, even if you don't like shooters, like, I feel like everybody should at least try this game. I think you should try it. I'm I honestly surprised. think you should. I think if, like, if I'm looking at Liz, if you sat down, if like you and Jason just played this game for like a night, I think you would get obsessed with it. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's only really a four or good. five hour game, ten hour game. So my first playthrough. I'm scared just listening to you. I know, me too. Oh god, it's <laughs> so I play. I have the demo. I, I'm, I'm like, I have to go home play more Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting me nervous. Overall, I'm just surprised from a from a, somebody who I know is like a master Resident Evil like player and Resident Evil Two. I know you talk about a lot. That you, along with the entire community, was really excited about for it to be able to like surprise you in the way that it did and like literally wow you. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty. That's what I want out of. The, that's what I want out of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> that's yep. what I really want. That's, out a, of the, that's what you want. That's yeah. the dream, right? That's the dream. I don't well, care if you're using the same fuse boxes. That's fine by me. Just make sure it's good. <laughs> Even though it's 
a remake. Yeah. Do you think it's a could be a contender for like a game of the year sort oh, of discussion? Oh, for sure, for like, sure. Because what? Because do you think? Do you think that the industry will like acknowledge it in that way? I think. Well, Ooh, that's a good question. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say because like as a like Ooh, if you think about like modern question. game like fundamentals like like I mean you know the difference between a game that you played ten years ago and a game that you play now. Right. Uh, we'll revisit this topic when we talk about Kingdom Hearts three, but uh, <laughs> but like. Resident Evil 2 really, truly feels like they took every, like, modern gameplay, like, fundamental and, like, and just polished it in such a way that now it's like, I look at that game and I'm like, this is how shooters should be made. Like, like Mm. every, like Resident Evil 4 did at the time. It's like every other game should look at this game and say, like, what did they do? Because we should be doing that. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's so good. It's so good. Rather than something like... Where they basically rebuilt Shadow of the Colossus, right? But kept a lot of the same old mechanisms. Yeah, yeah. Um, that might be that's like another approach, sort of. Yeah, you know, that, that, it, that's but, like a totally like, fresh coat of paint, but all yeah. the same like, like controls and something stuff. Something like that would never be like in the conversation because at the end of the day, it's like the same. Game. Yeah, but this game is like fully remade. Like there yeah. is no game out right now that plays or feels like this game, right. and like. And I feel like a lot are going to start taking taking notes from Resident Evil 2. Cause it does it's like they took the story right. and all the scenes and the situations that you get into and they just did each one completely differently. Like, even, like, locales, even ridiculous things. Like, like there's one particular boss, I won't mention specifics, but there's one particular boss from the original Resident Evil 2 that's, like, pretty iconic. It's, like, one of the, the most iconic uh fights from that game and now if you were to look at it nowadays you'd be like this is ridiculous like there's no (laughs) way that this would even make sense in a game like this right but like they found a way to (laughs) make that make sense and like really feel like something new and cool and interesting and like it got me to the point where like the fanboy inside of me when i'm playing through this thing and i finish it i'm like that was brilliant like the way that they did this was so smart like Oh god, I was I was really I'm I'm jazzed about that game in a awesome. lot of ways. In it's a lot of ways. Awesome. Um okay. So, shall we talk about Kingdom Hearts 3? Liz, <laughs> Liz, tell me about, <laughs> Liz, tell me about your Kingdom Hearts 3 experience so far. Um Are you sure you want to start with me? You Do you want me to start cuz I, I I mean like I don't know. I I feel like I've been talking a lot, so I'm I'm ready to right, pass the mic right, a little bit. All right. I'll start. Go Have for it. Have you played it all? No. I was just going to say <laughs> Okay. We all, I sent around a video earlier that was all about – this would be a nice precursor at least. Okay. Um, that It was kind of a, a parody on playing a game as an adult that you enjoyed as uh, a kid. And it was a really funny video because um, there's a lot of cliche and funny anime trope B kind of things in uh, Kingdom Hearts. And so I'm really curious if that stuck around uh, or if it um, – because – it moved past it. It, it you know. evolved. I hear what you're yeah. saying because yeah. I know if you play Kingdom Hearts one or two now, you'd probably start to see some of those things. But you'd also be blanketed and you'd be looking at it through the nostalgia goggles, so it would feel okay to you. But if yeah. you're looking at a new game that's supposed to be testing your nostalgia, you know, like uh, loyalty almost, right? Like, does it actually hit that tone? It's a little tropey. Little tropey. Okay. It feels Rick's like Rick's heart is in me. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Roxas. <laughs> it's Roxas's heart. heart. You got it. Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. So Kingdom Hearts, like, 
when I started King, like it feels like coming home to me. Like when I started up, as soon as the music does came it, on, does it though? It does. So as, as, soon as, as soon as the I'm music gonna... came on, specifically, the... is it simple as... and clean? As no, as... no, it's no. not. It's no, not. I mean, it doesn't before... even have dearly beloved in it. The music is fucking bad. Before Sorry. That. Like before that. Like literally, as soon as the game comes on and like you hear like the sound for the cursor, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this feels like Kingdom Hearts to me. Yeah. Instantly. Uh, and then it starts, and it starts off a little bit. If you did not, I watched, like, did you watch all of the... Of course I did. So, as soon as you start up the game, you can watch, like, f- I think about five videos, and it goes through all the previous games, just in case you missed them. What I want to do when I uh, video game? So, Dude, the, I had the same feeling. So I turn it on, <laughs> and, like, and like literally, I turn the system on, and I'm like, all right, let's see, let's see what this is all about. Like, I'm ready. Like, I was ready to play. I was, I was ready for that, like, do, 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 do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm literally, like, right. gearing up to be... Sad, like in a in a, in a happy way. Yeah, you know right, what I mean. Right. Sad, uh, happy. That moment didn't come. Sappy. That moment did not come, uh, and I don't think it will come for almost anybody. But I'm sorry. Go go ahead, listen. Okay, so it kind of it kind of it kind of trips through the opening a little bit. So you watch all these scenes. Trips. It doesn't it doesn't go through the like one of the most probably critical ones that you like games that probably a lot of people miss that you should have played is Dream Drop Distance, which I did not finish because it was not. Was Good. my favorite. Was my favorite of the Kingdom Hearts series, and it picks up right where Dream Drop Distance ends. Like oh. the ending scene is the opening scene of Kingdom Hearts, and so you're like, "How was your test?" And was like, "What test? The fuck yeah. are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> like, so and it doesn't do a very good job of explaining in those videos what happens during Dream Drop. It does a very good job of explaining what happened in Kingdom Hearts One, Kingdom Hearts Two, Birth. Like all of those, it was like, okay, I feel like I really understood those games, and then it just kind of skips over Dream Drop Distance, which is the game you really needed to have just played and to know what was happening in order to feel good about starting this. Game. Was that so, the card sure. game? game? No, no, that, that, that was Chain of Memories. Chain of Memories. Right. So, Dream Drop Distance is the one that like just came, it was is the, the 3DS most recent one. one, and the one that just came 3D. out. Three yeah. D. So that's Dream not like the three twenty five over twenty five sixty two. That was no. the DS one. <laughs> so it came out with Kingdom Hearts two point eight. Was like ah uh, right two point eight on a PlayStation. Ah yes. So here's okay. So here's like okay. So like. I've already got some things that I want to talk about before we even get to that cutscene that you're talking about. Like, when the game starts, it, like, okay, this is a new video game, right? Correct. I put in a new video game. You ask it. I want to see these sexy-ass new graphics. Sorry. You literally don't see, you don't see visuals that exist within Kingdom Hearts 3 framework until, like, a good 30 minutes into the game. Because it is so heavily referential from the previous games like it's literally showing you cutscenes cutscene after cutscene after cutscene from all the previous games and and it's so heavily referential to them that literally when you finally get control of your character and you choose like the what attributes do you want it's literally yeah, yeah. showing you screenshots from previous games that i'm like i don't fucking know what any of these things are from i can i maybe know one of these screenshots from kingdom hearts one now mind you my, my background here is i played kingdom hearts one and two and that was it like i'm sure 90 percent of the people who are playing this game probably just played kingdom hearts one and two and it's just like like it bothered me because i'm like i'm show me kingdom hearts three and I don't get to see Kingdom Hearts 3 for so long into the game. I mean, game. it shows like, you screenshots in the background of the character that you're controlling in the world that's new. I just It's a this. black background. <laughs> it's a black background, and you are surrounded by picture frames of old games. I mean, they're pretty small. I didn't even look at them. Uh, I don't it, even it, know it, what it, was in them. Oh, my gosh. So it was just uh, it was And that's, a... like, right after the opening cutscene. 
yeah. which was all new. Which the opening cutscene was like 15 minutes of just. And no, I mean, we've been talking about this for like 10 all... minutes. We haven't even talked about getting to the game yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so how was the game? Yeah, like, what yeah. was that game like? <laughs> Go ahead. So, Keep going with your story. So I, yeah, so it starts off. It starts off a little awkwardly, and you, you feel like you kind of start in the middle of a story. There's no plot. So you feel like you start <laughs> like in the story, and <laughs> you're not like. Would you say you understand you start... your character's motivation at the beginning of that game? No. In the beginning of the game, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, that's what I'm saying. You're Sora, it trips right? through the whole yeah. beginning of the game. Yeah, so you start yeah. off as okay. Sora, and you, did, you didn't play Dream Drop Distance, so you don't understand what just happened. For some reason, Sora doesn't have the power of waking. You have no idea. Oh, yeah, don't, power... don't be too specific either, because I'm going to play this. Does, does right. the yep. power of waking yeah. mean anything to you? Because it certainly doesn't uh, mean anything to yeah, me. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> so, this guy. You know you don't have the power of waking. It kind of makes no sense. And then it feels like they kind of just throw some kind of purpose at Sora just to get him off off this world and onto another world. Okay. They're like, how about you go do this? Go figure out, go, go find your self-identity. And he's Who, like, okay, who's telling him I'm going to go is ask. That Mickey? You're talking to Yen Sid for some reason? Yeah. Who's that? He's a he's like Merlin. He's a, he's a tall guy, right? He's like Merlin, but he's not Merlin. He is uh. in, you know, in um, Fantasia... Yeah. Or Mickey's, oh, Mickey's like, master? The sorcerer? Yeah. Oh, he's that sorcerer. That old guy with the gray beard. He's just yes. got this yep, 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 long yep, yep, yep. So blank. He, okay, so, so Master Yensen is a, is, a, is a pretty like important character in Kingdom Hearts because he's like Mickey's master. Master, yeah. Right. So he's like the master of the map because, you know, right. King Mickey. And so he's kind of like your all-knowing, all-powerful old guy that tells you, you know, the way the world works and all the mm-hmm. things you should be Obi-Wan. doing. So in Dream Drop Distance... He's bad at his job. If that's his job, he's bad at his so job. In, in Dream Drop Distance, he tests you by like he like takes away all your powers he tests you to hopefully bring about some this like power of waking or whatever that you're gonna unlock and then you don't so you failed the test at the end of the day and that's where kingdom hearts 3 picks up Uh. so he's like you need to figure this out you need to find out who you are and so i was like okay i'll go visit hercules and you're like what the fuck we're okay so then you just act ran up in hercules world and it's like all just this long like tutorial kind of and it doesn't really find its footing like you can't really figure out what you're doing what like it's i think it takes a long time to figure out like what the game is trying to get you to do and, like, what the mechanics are supposed to be. Yeah. So, like, up until that point, I think it's a very slow grind. And it's kind of... You almost feel, like, a little bit uncomfortable the whole it's, time. It's because f- you can't really figure out what's going on. It's fully like, story-wise, aimless at this point. Yes. And between every single, like, beat, whether it's you're actually controlling the game, which is very limited early on in the game... And, like, every cutscene, like, there are total non-sequiturs between cutscenes. Like, you'll you'll be in a conversation with, well, before we get into, like, the actual, like, weirdness of how the game is, like, explained to you, visually, the game is gorgeous. I I have never seen a game look this good. It is, Mm, like, mind-bogglingly beautiful. That's nice. That's nice. When you do get to it, you start... You get to the Hercules world and like things are starting to happen. You're starting to get control of your character. It looks, especially because they've just shown you 50 cutscenes from the old game. Yeah, where you see like, how you can really like see they like wanted to really drill into your head how shitty sure the do. old games look. And you go back and you thought those games looked good, and you look back at them now and you're like, oh, that game looks like shit. It's like when you go back and watch the original Toy Story, and you're like, oh, there's a reason that it looked yeah, like that. It actually <laughs> does look really bad. Yeah, because they exactly had to use toys about. because they couldn't make people look good. Yeah, and that's similar to this one. It's like you oh, wow. see like these are the worlds that they had to use and like what they looked like and like the things that they can do now and it's I, it it's graphically very impressive and it looks beautiful and it makes you feel good you know you want that feeling of like this is what i remember look, the old games looking like at that time this is how i feel about it now but there are some serious serious like like it it rips you out of the experience it, it takes every single opportunity it can to completely remove any sort of agency or feeling or investment in the game 
whatsoever. Like, I'm talking any... Like, in that first section in Olympus, there is, like... Like, from story beat to story beat, you will be, like... I was bamboozled by what was happening in front of me. Like, you will be talking to Hercules in one scene, and, like, you're just having a conversation. Then fade to black. Then it fades in, and the whole fucking city's on fire. And you're like, why is this city on fire? What... What just happened? Mm. Like, like, what is going on here? And then they're like, we gotta go save those people. And you're like, where did the people come? Like, what <laughs> the fuck is happening here? Like, what are you actually talking about? Then you get control of the characters. And this is where, I, like, I... Ha- okay, so needless to say, this game did not make a really good first impression on me. So when you get control of the characters, this game slams you with, like, 2005-level bullshit in a game. Like, I'm talking just, like like, bad game stuff. Like, not even, like, like if you take the lens of, like, this is Kingdom Hearts, and, like, oh my god, I've waited 13 years for this. Like, if you actually look at what the fuck this game is doing, it's, like, it's just bad. It's a bad game. Like, right when you start out, the first time you get control of your character, what, like, Alex, if you get control of your character, and it's, like, here's a pathway in front of you, but you see that there's stuff behind you, what would you, where would you go? we go back. You would go back. Nope, because there's an invisible wall that blocks you immediately. You try to turn around, and you're just running in motion, and there's just an invisible wall. And Sora's like, what am I doing? Where am I supposed to go? And I'm like, yeah, good fucking question, Sora. Why can't you do what I want you to do? So then I start moving around the map, and like... I don't think that is so... That is a... It is... It was game-breaking. Well, not game-breaking, but it was extremely, I like, broke thing. my console. You try, you try and go in the opposite direction, and yes. it says to you, like, I should really turn around right now because... But it's an invisible wall. I haven't, I haven't played a game with an invisible wall in it, and I don't even know how long. But anyway, so then you start moving, okay? And this is this was the first thing that I was just like, oh, boy. Like, like here we go. Every, like, the movement in the game is way too fast. Like, all the characters move way too fast to yeah, be to be that, a, it looked a like, dynasty, it looked like dynasty warriors it's literally like dynasty warriors running it it like feels so awkward for the space that you're that you're maneuvering so i'm like okay well this is just weird to like be moving around i the, strongly disagree i think the moving fast is a huge improvement on I, the old games where you feel like you are crawling okay through the spaces and i think that the way that they design the levels you need to be moving faster i'm just saying and i think that i'm in saying today's it's day and age also you should can I help you? Got to talk into the. Into the she mic. was fine. Yeah, no, she's okay. Um, and games are just faster now. Like, I, games I, move faster. People want to move faster. I don't want to be. I don't want to have to spend four hours trekking across this whole fucking Pride Lands plane. Well, I want to get there in two seconds. Okay. Well, now, like, I'm a couple hours into the game, and I've I've gotten used to the speed. But I'm saying at the beginning, it's jarring. It's very weird when you first start controlling the game, where you're, where you're like, "Holy shit, this is bizarre." Especially in a game like Kingdom Hearts, where it's like, I want to look around. I want to like explore my environment and like see what's around me. And then I hit the third juncture where I'm like, "This is fucked up. Like, this is a this is bad game stuff." Where it's like, I try to jump on things, and the platforming is fucking terrible. Like, you try to jump on things, and your character is like floating, like trying to jump on stuff but like he's just stuck in the jump animation but like pushing against walls it's like weird and i'm like this is this is just strange now i'm going to i'm going to dial this back i think that this is a problem specifically with that area of the game and i'm pretty sure it's because this that part of the game the first chunk of it was literally made back in like 2010 like i think that they it feels yeah like all of these things are things that they, they in, get better. In Kingdom Hearts too, and Kingdom like you yeah, know, and all the other Kingdom Hearts games. But but it's like it's like so like obvious. Like it feels like an old game thing that should be happening. I'm like this is just fucking weird, right? Um, okay, so so yeah, so that those were my first three. Like okay, this is this feels weird. But eventually it starts to get better. So 
Um, what was your take, Liz? So, so to, I, I didn't. I didn't have these issues. Okay. <laughs> uh, you walk right. You immediately start running, and I'm like, "Oh, you're moving fast. Okay." So it took me three and a half seconds to get over that. Okay. Plus, Justin's three and a half hours. How do you feel about the combat? <laughs> um, I actually feel pretty good about the combat. At first, okay. it's um. At first, you it, it takes a while for you to feel like, like you know what you're it. doing, and like, or and you're it's, actually it's, honestly, affecting it's anything. Very, so, so I I had a much more positive experience. Yeah. With the game. Okay, so we can. So I'm I'm enjoying it. I, we can, I we can lay the fund, We can lay the foundation here, though. This is a very well reviewed game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm having and, a good and, time. And, and here's I the mean, thing. I care a lot about it. I mean, here's the the, dis- the motivations uh, are lacking for sure, but. I as I was playing and I was like watching like Donald and Goofy and Sora or whatever interact. I was watching it. I'm like, this is kind of cute. Like I forgot that I like it. It feels like it's endearing. The story feels very heavy, and I forget that there are all these like like lovely little nice moments. Like you're like, oh, was a cute little guy. Well, well, here's the thing. Once (laughs) I would smile. I would say once the game kind of gets its footing, like once you get to the first world that's not an introduction world. Like I finally, like you arrived. I, like you took your gummy ship and arrived at a world. Yes. And then I, it I feels flew somewhere. Great. And I like did the whole gummy ship thing and I landed. on So the first how many world. hours have passed at this point? Seven. No. No. I'm I, I'm I'm seven hours of the game and I and you are only now I feel like I've I've hit a stride yeah, where well, I'm like you get okay to the first first world like, yeah that's what I mean. I mean it's a while like maybe, I looked maybe up, like, like three four, or four it was four hours before you get to yeah. that first planet Ooh. I mean it's a long game I mean, and, and more than far. half of that time is spent watching cutscenes i'm not kidding but the game i'm I, i'm anticipating <laughs> you have to watch a movie like, literally <laughs> probably like maybe like 90 hours all right if it's i'm i'm anticipating oh, it being oh. that long based on the fact that i was I've, like holy shit i've played for playing for 15 hours and i'm only i've only completed two worlds okay and there was a lot of worlds in those old games. That's that's cool. But so it takes a while to like kind of to get your footing in it. But Kingdom Hearts it was always like a little bit chaotic. Like the combat's always like yeah. a little bit chaotic. And as I'm playing, would you it, call this combat a little chaotic? I would call it very chaotic. Uh, I, I would actually call it very chaotic. But it is it's it's different. And honestly, when you when you go back and you play the original Kingdom Hearts, there is nothing to do but smash X. Like that's it. Like all you're doing is really attacking. There's like some magic. Well, I you're like not really using that well. Yeah, and I like the special one... moves that were that would, uh, that cra- would that were crowd control. Well, yeah. if you like the special moves, okay. I got some good I, news. I, for I, you. I actually I I wrote this quote down, and I think that this is very, very, like poignant, poignant, perfect word, very poignant <laughs> for this thing. And I specifically wrote down all spectacle with no substance. And that is very much how I feel about that combat. Because really, like, ultimately what it boils down... Do you remember Kingdom Hearts 2 combat? Where it introduced the hit triangle to win button? I mean, I remember what my nostalgia goggles tell me I remember. Okay. Well, in in that game, it introduced hit triangle to do something special button. Like, that. that's what that the novelty of that game was. In, in Kingdom Hearts 3, the triangle button is literally now, like hit triangle to literally do fucking anything. And when I say that, it's like, like you'll go into combat and you'll be mashing X and it will literally just be mashing X because all of your motions are so floaty and you're kind of like snapping to enemies in a really weird way. Um, but then like, it just, way. it just keeps, I remember, I remember you snapping to enemies in Kingdom Hearts one and two. It's not, it's not yeah. bad. Like it doesn't feel it. bad. Kingdom Hearts one, you swing, you're not snapping anywhere. Like, but I remember there was moves the that was like closing the distance by like 
leading with the keyblade yeah. and like dashing forward yeah. and yeah. Like hitting them up in the air. Very much that's crazy happening crazy spiral moves. Yeah. I remember all that feeling great and to- that was obviously just all X. That's totally happening. But now it's like if you do like three or four of those moves, then it triggers a triangle ability that lets you like do something special. Like, like a finisher? Like change forms yeah. or what? get access to like a giant special move or get if access to a, a combo move with one of your parties, or partners oh, cool. or get access to right. what are now amusement park moves where like you huh? fucking ride an amusement park ride to damage things so but all the, of these the, things so your keyblade can turn into so you, uh, a ride from disney world so there's like a, a teacup ride there's the carousel pirate ship swinging pirate the ship. pirate ship the Are these like summons a, wa- like a water ride no, no no they feel like they they perform similar to the way that summons performed in the old games but, but how you often have can these you, on top of summons. how often can you do them oh, constantly <laughs> constantly it like you are you are doing those moves like the actual damage that you're outputting is more with those moves than with your actual swinging your keyblade and oh, i'm not that's kidding kinda, that's kinda it's sad. and it's so ridiculous that these like hit triangle to win buttons happens often. literally stack in your queue where like it'll be like hit triangle to do a co-op attack with donald then hit one to do one with goofy then hit one to do an amusement park then hit one if to you change your sword played... into fucking guns and it's like it's your like what is it's, it's all just explosions and pretty things and like yeah. I, f- I feel like you're not I... doing much you're just you're hitting you're just x until you can mash triangle a bunch of times and win like that's what it feels like to me at this point i don't know if you haven't played birth by sleep i would see how this would be <laughs> Completely new to you, so it's not a completely new system to me because it's similar to how Birth by Sleep is, in that Birth by Sleep, yes, and so in that you use your abilities to to get a finisher, and your finisher is triangle. They happen a lot. I think I think it's kind of better than just constantly smashing X the whole time. Like I'm over that. That happened. And Do you I use magic? That. I almost I never don't. use magic. I use magic to heal myself, and, like, that's it. No, I always use magic. I start every battle with magic, and I use it until I can't use any more magic. 100%. Hmm. Okay. That's so, different for me. But I liked in the other... I remember... What was it? I think it was Kingdom Hearts 2. I remember Kingdom Hearts 2, there was moves where you can, like, drag people into the center and then use your, like, Keyblade to, like, hit them all at the same time. And there's, like, a lot of really cool combinations that you can make with your magic and your Keyblade. But I can understand that if I'm watching cutscenes of damaging foes all the time, that could get kind of... Sad if I'm watching the the roller coaster one over and over again. That I mean, not what you're annoying. doing something during it. Yeah, like they're active. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not like I watch this carousel going around. Like that's it's like it's like one. each one is like its own mini game. So like there's one that's like um the there's like oh, a like buzz, quick time events. There's and like stuff? a Buzz Lightyear game uh attraction at at Disney World where you're in like a little ship and you you know shoot things or whatever. So like you, I kind of don't so like you, that they're including things that are in real life into a video game. A, it sounds I'll, like I'll a video game that's an advertisement it's, it, to me. It, it, it's a little jarring when you first start doing it, but it does become more like endearing. Like it feels I like think it's Disney. pretty endearing. Like it, it, it feels, feels like, like Disney. I, okay. I, I visited Disney World recently and like getting and I love that ride. Yeah, like, that buzzer like, ride is so much fun and again to like hmm. be in it and so that's the fun. So like so the movie is like you get into the ship and then you have one of those little things and you're like shooting. Can the enemies do anything? They well, just, they, they're just regular-ass enemies. You, they can attack you while you're doing it. Yeah, they can things. attack you while you're doing it, but all of them are so overpowered that it's kind of ridiculous. Like the, like the water slide one. Like oh, the, the, the moves are overpowered. Like when you activate these abilities, I think you become borderline invincible. Because like most of them involve like if you touch an enemy, it damages them. So you're just trying to like – like you t- hit a button and you're just kind of like moving around the board a bunch yeah. to like so hit like as many like enemies as possible. Like if you're in the teacup, you're like, just, just running around the teacup. Every time you press X – like you spin and hit somebody, and every time you get them, it's it's it's, more... it's very spectacle. So someone yeah. tell me. So this isn't sounding very fun. I'm yeah. gonna be honest. Uh, Maybe it's because okay. Justin's I... talking more than Liz. Sure, but yeah, 
Uh, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. I don't think, I think that the attractions are, they come around too often and there's only like six of them and I've already gotten them all and used them a lot and I, in 15 hours, I'm going to be sick of them. For so sure. they never go away? You're going to be doing these the whole game? You can't like, they said that many of them are contextual based on the area you're in. Yeah. So, so depending like, on what area you're in and what en- enemies you're fighting, you'll have different ones. So it's not like you'll use the same one. Like, so you'll, you'll get the Buzz Lightyear one a lot and then the next you know, area you go into, you'll get the, you get the, you'll get the teacup one a lot. Or the carousel or the but pirate they, ship or whatever. Yeah. They happen, some of them are more fun than others. Like the why the, the Buzz Lightyear one is fun. The pirate ship one is like not so great because yeah. you're just stationary and swinging around in a circle. And they can take a long time. Like I think the attraction ones are probably the worst. So one, like out of like the special the abilities you can do. And and the, the form, form changes, changes are cool. I think everything else I really like. Like all the form changes, the way that your keyblade. So every, also every time you get to like a certain combo, your keyblade will change, which is interesting. So your keyblade will change into like a pair of guns. Depending on which one it is, it can change into like a pair of guns. It can or change like into a, a hammer. Shield. It can change into a shield. And that like is, and that I'm, I'm enjoying. And like I also like the team attacks thing? I like. Not really. Know, it's sort of sounding like Final Fantasy 15. Oh, right? okay. Well, to, to clarify, it is heavily inspired by final fantasy like like you know how they keep saying that they wanted to like this guy tetsuya nomura has wanted to recreate like advent children combat like this game is totally totally trying to do that like you're running up walls and like doing all kinds of crazy shit like it's basically like kingdom hearts advent children is what it feels like so okay but i think it's i think it's interesting i think it's it's new. I think if you if it had just been smashing X, I would have been like, "This is not as fun as I remember it yeah, being," but... and I wanted something else. And it's it feels well, look, different from then. Like I, it feels like a different combat system than I would get from any other game that I, I would agree with right that. now. So that's nice. So I found that I've been able to look deep inside myself and isolate what I really like about certain games mm-hmm. and games like this. Um, Justin, I know you feel this way too. Progression. Yep. Like, in a game like Kingdom Hearts, and in a game like, um, ah, shit, what's the wolf with the key? Um, Emma, Emma, Toronto. Oh, uh, Okami. 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 So, it, to me, at least in my head, they're sort of similar where it's like you're traveling around, traveling around the world, you're sort of leveling up by getting new. I felt really good about getting the new Keyblades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like it felt and getting new moves and it felt like this new magic. Yeah. yeah. Some magic. Oh my God. So, summons are so much Are you fun. still, is that still happening? Like, I will, I will say, yes. are there yeah. skill trees? Yes. I think that it, it is the, even more exciting getting new keyblades. Yes. Now. Every time, cause especially now, because now every new keyblade you get gives you new abilities. I have new attributes. Like, because well, everyone a, it, transforms in a different way. Oh. So, okay. and you can also level up your keyblades. So it's not like every single time you get a new keyblade, that's the one you have to use forever. Because you could level up if this one transforms you can also in a su- way. You also have three keyblades equipped at any given time. So you can switch between what? them. And then if this one transforms in a way that you really like, you can keep leveling that keyblade up. And that can be the keyblade that you play through, you know, some portion of the game. Or you can get, each one does get progressively better though. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to yeah. level up that one a lot in order to meet like the one that you, you have just to grind gotten. then? Not no. really. It it all happens kind of naturally. Like they uh, level up in like a in a synthesis way. Yeah, so you're okay. constantly collecting the abilities. That like you need to like synthesize. yeah, crafting. So stuff. you have like a switch keyblade. Like you know like like a, if you if you're on yeah. the attack other like you know how Kingdom like, Hearts menu is where it's like attack magic item yeah, whatever. Yeah. When you're hovered over attack, if you just hit left and right on the D pad, you just immediately like change keyblades. 
like really quickly and it's cool cool. and it's cool to do that because like some of them are more like defensive ones where like this special like form change thing gives you like a shield that allows you to counter stuff or you might get one that turns into guns so it's better for like ranged attacks and then you can also have like you have your quick menu you can also have three separate quick menus so you can get through them pretty quickly so you can have like more spells so it's not like you're never going to use wind or whatever exactly so it's not like in the original games you have one set of spells and like you don't change it the whole game. You have all these different abilities that you're never going to use because right, you can't you right. can't give up having cure, thunder, like yeah, fire yeah. and blizzard. I, yep. So this one allows you to do, and I'm that I'm also enjoying because now they finally included water in the game. So yeah, you can have water. So then my second set of things has like water, arrow, and summons on it. Yeah, and now so that's that's now, that's been a, so there have been. For sure have been improvements. I will say to to clarify, like, I know I was just dogging on this game very hard. And it really, truly, like, with everything inside of me, it was very unappealing to me for the first, like, two to three hours of this game. But once you kind of hit this threshold where the game starts to, like, actually get its feet under it, it feels awesome. Like, the first, like, couple of worlds that you get to outside of it... Like, I'm, I'm actually enjoying it now. I, I ended on a good foot. You know what I mean? Like, we were talking. So we for, were talking. For the listeners, and... we have a, a chat that we, like, kind of communicate through during the week. And I was dogging on it pretty hard in there. And uh, I so said. So where were you at when you said that you, when you said, I'm not liking this game. I think it's bad. At the end of Olympus. Yeah. So, see, I had already gotten to my first world. And that's when I told you. So I was hoping you were not there my... yet. Because at that point, I was like, it got, like. Well, that's for why... me, that's when it's like you get to your first world. I was like, this feels like Kingdom Hearts. Well, that's like, why I, I was sticking it out, about like where this is and how this is playing. And I feel, I, I, I this is now giving me that nostalgic well... feeling. This is like the worlds are beautiful. Like yeah. they are such an improvement on the worlds from the like the world design is so much better than any other Kingdom are Hearts. Are they game. open world? Sort of. It's like a Kingdom Hearts world part. where okay. it's like there's there's big no, areas but... that you can move through pretty freely, but like when you initially get to a world, it's kind of ushering you in a direction it you know is, it's a yeah. closed open world okay so there's yeah. no loading screens right but it is like uh you know you take there are every pathways time, you know? yeah there's a certain pathway and like pathways open up so that you can like you know there are shortcuts that you can and there are like secret directions. places to like find special items and stuff like you're encouraged to explore so like it's similar to the old kingdom hearts worlds except except that there's no loading screens in between every screen which is super helpful um in like a modern game and also also, like in a lot of the the worlds, and I've I've only gotten to like four of them, maybe like maybe like four or five of them. So I, I'm not sure how they'll all turn out to be, but so far they all feel uh, they feel like spaced well. They feel full. Some like there were some worlds in in the second Kingdom Hearts game that I was like, this is just a giant empty field of nothing. That yeah, was yeah, clearly yeah. just here so that I could fight a boss here, and then it's gonna be and useless. that's and that's the end. And yeah. I think that happens with a lot of them. Is like this is the area where you fight the boss, and then. That's it. And there's no purpose for that. Yeah. Okay. And they all, they feel really good. They look really good. Yeah. Like, like the, it, it, I really can't, like, understate how freaking beautiful this game is. Like, it really does look good. Now, if, if we can jump back to story briefly, it is fucking bananas. Like, like this game, this game wholly <laughs> expects, confused. this game wholly expects every person that's playing it to have played the previous nine games in the series yeah. and have understood the story perfectly through them all. Because really? when you get into this, it's throwing you I mean, I all kinds of crazy of games, shit. And there's still things that are happening that are like, Oh yeah, it's b- I guess. it's bananas. It was and then Terra. Okay, I, okay, think, I kind of think of the I most like... bizarre anime you've ever watched in your life, 
and it's that times ten. It, it was is also so there was funny. A whole, there was a whole game that introduced like three like Terra, Ventus, and Aqua that you have no idea who those three people are, and I they mean, are constantly mentioned. Like the whole yeah, point of the game is like. Let's find Aqua. Let's find Roxas. And then they're let's like, "Oh wait, Ventus, where Terra, is Terra?" And you're like, oh, wait, "Who are these people? And why am I searching An- for Ansem them?" Ansem took Terra, but Ansem's body is based off of Riku's body. Oh, yeah. But he took yeah. possession and of then, like, Terra, Ansem and the then they split into in two. And it's like, well, don't go too much into story, even though I know this is confusing as shit. It makes I mean, no sense. I'm telling you, Kingdom I'm... Hearts one. Even in back in Kingdom Hearts one, I remember my motivation was find your friends. Then Kingdom Hearts two came around, and you didn't play as Sora, and I was like. What? And then you saw these 13 people, and I was like, eh. And then you got to fight Sephiroth, and that's really what it made but for see, me. Like, th- th- that was it. I, I don't really care about the story, But I see, think. this is exactly why the first chunk of the game is so insufferable, because it's majority cutscenes. And it's cutscenes about stuff that I have no idea about. I don't care about any of these things, because I don't know what the fuck anybody's talking about. Can I skip them? But... Yes. I, I, maybe, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, like, by the time you get to a world... Because it's like... Yeah, you, you sort of skip the first... Until you get to... <laughs> Until you get to Twilight Town, I think you can probably skip all yeah. the cutscenes. Yeah, but it's like, do that. But it's to, like yeah. once is you Twilight get Town's to... music the same? No. Yes. Well, yeah. it's it's like slightly improved. Yeah, same thing. Not Traverse Town. Oh, that's a different world. Twilight yeah. Town's oh. the first town in Kingdom Hearts Two. Yeah. But uh, oh, that, the one, that was is stupid. Like your, your I hated that one. Hub. The orange one where you're yes. eating salty popsicles and shit. Yeah, but <laughs> see, Twilight Town's a new hub. But that sounds gross. It's the blue. It's a thing in Japan. In Japan, it's salt. Yeah, sure, Justin. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, it's called hentai, right? <laughs> he keeps talking about Sora and Roxas <laughs> hentai. All right, so, so I, but like once you once you get into like the rhythm, like the Kingdom Hearts that you remember is probably the Kingdom Hearts that all of us have nostalgic for or nostalgic yeah, for, right. which is like I'm like oh I see this new world, and then you get to the world, and it says the name of the world, and then you meet the characters in that world, and then you go yeah. through that, and then you fight a boss, and it's like wow I had this nice truncated experience in that world, and it was very cool, and I got my little Disney nostalgia bits in there, and it was great. And when the game is doing that, it is great it yeah. is, it is, it's not it's even doing good its, it's great it's like yeah. that is what that game it's should be best. but everything to get up to that in in my opinion is a slog it is confusing and it is not fun mm. but like once you hit that stride it's okay and and there are eh, some i can there, do that there are some modern changes even beyond the combat that do make it pretty cool like like how do you feel about the new gummy ship system I think I'll hate gummy ships from now until forever. I think it's a little bit cooler. <laughs> I love gummy ships. I, like I think you will love it. I think it you then. will love the new gummy ships. Because like you know how previously if you like the old ones, then I think you'll love the new I'm not even gonna good. tell you. I'm not even gonna tell Don't you. Don't tell what me. It is. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm just gonna play the gummy ship. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I spent like, ungodly amounts of time specking out the, the gummy It's also like highly encouraged that you make a custom ship like immediately because Perfect. your your baseline one kind of sucks ass. So upset. I had yeah. to make a new gummy ship. Yeah. But like But so this the story is a little bit it feels it also feels I think I, feel the I mean I've, I've thought I've oh. thought a lot about like how the story is told and how the old games were played and yeah, I analyzed I know a lot about King Hearts. So the old games sort of felt like the the main story that that you were getting was like the the Disney stuff, and right. you knew about Sora, and you knew about Donald, and you knew about Goofy, and then everything else is kind of like this mystery, like just sort of like shrouded, like shrouded in like what's going on with Riku? Like I want, and every time you would get like a a little like story bit about like Riku or the King, you were like, this is so exciting. I remember yeah. that. This is so exciting to have this because I yeah. I don't know what's going on, and I'm trying to figure it out, and like who cares about Sora? I want to know what's going on with right. Kyrie and Riku, and 
This Are they game dating? Is, is like <laughs> totally, especially in the beginning of the game, it totally is. It sways it in the opposite direction. Because where like your now your you have played so, so many. Now you have played so many games. You know so much about all these characters, and you 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 even played a game as Riku. Like because Dream Dark Distance, you play half the game as Riku. So you have like. And, like, it was such, like, a novel thing in that second game where you, like, got to play The Last World and your Riku was your your companion. And you're like, this is so cool. I get so much Riku time. Now you get so much Riku time that it's, like, lost any of, like, the novelty in it. It's not exclusive. And it's kind of not. Yeah. And it's kind of not what you really care about anymore. And it's almost the opposite. And you're like, I want you to give me more Disney and less of this. And I want you to, like, save this and make it more interesting and, like, something... Like, like, like veil it a little bit more because it's not yes. why I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, right. I want to see yeah. Sora interact with Aladdin because that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I don't want to so see... It takes so long for it to get there that you're when you're given all of this, mm. like, complicated hearts and nobodies and replicas. And you're like, I, I don't know that this is... Like... This is almost too much of yeah. this. Yeah. I get that. I so get that. So as soon as you get back to, like being in the Disney world, it feels much more like a Kingdom Hearts game. Because it feels yeah. much more like, now this is what I'm focusing on. And that's sort of like in the back burner of like, someday I'll think about Roxas. Someday yeah. I'll yeah. think about his body. You know, I'll, I'll figure yeah. that out. It's like, there. I loved meeting all the, like the original, like Kingdom Hearts gang. I liked the Disney characters and all the Final Fantasy characters were awesome. And then you would have these 13 people, like the organization 13 come mm-hmm. out of nowhere and yeah. i like hated all of those scenes in the kingdom well, Hearts like well, see, i absolutely the, didn't like any of them they're they're pretty heavy-handed in this game now and like they're talking about stuff that's flying so over my head i can't even like well, describe it to you actually I, go, go ahead. ahead oh i was just gonna say like i had a, a pretty probably the most like telling experience that i had here was uh so I'm playing, right? And there's one world that I'm in is uh, Tangled or whatever with mm-hmm. Rapunzel and whatever. Yeah. So I'm in that world. Right. And and Allie, my wife, who's yeah. not a, a video game – like she plays games, but she's not like heavily into it. But she is a massive fan of Disney. So I'm playing the game in my office and my door is open. And she hears I – mean, they rip those cutscenes straight from the movie. It, and it, it is and like, really? It is, and they look amazing. It is like watching – like, As I'm watching it, I'm like I, – I, I, I know Tangled. I know I like Tangled. very Huge well. And I'm like, I was like, this is the exact dialogue. You. <laughs> But, huge funny. butt though huge butt it was a huge little butt. odd huge butt. i almost kind of liked it better when they do something like they have both of them some are very but... faithful to the movies and other ones are like after toy story 2 then what happened like <laughs> but they shoehorn some really fucking weird kingdom Hearts shit right in the middle of it so like this this experience is yeah, I'm, I'm, that how I'm, it always was. I'm playing i'm playing this rapunzel well, level don't right? ruin it either like I, I won't like this is just a bizarre example right. that'll give you an example so there the there is right. there is a conversation happening between rapunzel and sora and they're like talking and you hear goofy's voice and all this stuff so ali's walking by my office and she was like and they use all the the same voice actors except for sora sora's voice actor is fucking weird but like when <laughs> I don't it's know. Not Haley I don't know. I think it is. But uh, the voice so, actors are not the same for Tangled. So Rapunzel, that's so, not true. <laughs> they use some of the same voice actors that they can get. Not all of them, but they get people that sound like the characters. Like so, Rapunzel does a very good Mandy Moore impression. So Rapunzel's talking to Sora or whatever, and Allie overhears this from outside of my office, and she's like, she's like, wow, this like, are, are you playing? Like, is this Tangled? And I was like, yeah. And she comes in and she's like, wow, and it's like her, and she's talking to Flynn Rider and the the, the horse and whatever, and she was like, oh my gosh, like I love these characters and stuff. And then Sora's just like, hey, 
Rapunzel, we're going to go save you and get you out of this castle or whatever. And then Donald's like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna help <laughs> you or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, in the middle of this cutscene, it's just like, poof, black smoke. And then this Organization 13 dude comes out. And then Goofy's like, Organization 13. <laughs> and he's like, I am the darkness inside of your heart, whatever. And Ellie's like... This is weird. And just like walks out of the room. But that is and I was like, one hundred percent Kingdom Hearts. Like that's how yeah. it always like. If you go back and play those games, like some of them are so half-assed. Like, how did you just kind of? The Kingdom Hearts one Sora wasn't like that. This... Yeah. yeah, I feel like Kingdom Hearts one was like way more like Disney and Final Fantasy mixed together. There was no. It weirdness, depends on really. how faithfully they 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 stick to the like when they like in the Tangled where they tell the movie very. Like, they just go through the, the movie exactly as it is. And so trying to, like, shoehorn Sora into that is awkward because it's like, you weren't in the story, right. Sora. If I wanted you in there, Disney yeah. would have written you in Are there. all worlds like that where they're going through the movies? No, because other yet. worlds, like, you get to the Toy Story world and it's a completely new story. And so it's much more, it makes a lot more sense when Sora shows up and they're like, oh, we're <laughs> on this got a completely job different adventure that has nothing to do with any of the other movies. So, and mm. then it's much easier to incorporate him into the story. But if you think about, like, like the Pirates of the Caribbean one, like, trying to fit Sora into Pirates of the Caribbean was not a, didn't, doesn't it's always, yeah, it's always, so it's always me, slightly awkward. Remind me how you get new party members. Like it, so it's just when you arrive are, into a world. Are better in this game too, because in the old games, you would have to always replace one of your existing party members with a right. new one. And this one, you just they're just added. So, so when it's you nice leave that, you get to like in the old games, you would never use your whatever party members they had because you always wanted to keep down the goop because you want to level them because you want to level them, and because they they're the only ones that have like lucky lucky or whatever, like or you know certain. They're they're usually better, like and, the Trinity and whatnot. And they have the and also like um, if you want, uh, if you want to like the real like meta of Kingdom Hearts is to synthesize the final Keyblade, and that's like the hardest thing to do again. Or to do that, you have to kill a lot of enemies, and they're gonna drop synthesis materials. Yeah, and you can equip an ability that has uh, what's called Lucky Lucky, which like increases your drop rate mm. of materials. Mm. And so any any of like the other characters you ever got did not have that ability. So if you wanted to oh, see, play the game the way you play it with Goofy, you want to optimize you to, your playthrough. Then you had to play, and it takes you have to grind a lot to get all of those this things. So I remember doing that. For, that Alex I so, <laughs> anyway, so you always have to play with Donald and Goofy. So in the new game, you get like additional on top of Donald and Goofy. You also get like Woody and Buzz, but they do not come with you. That's my question. They do not come with you outside of the worlds. It's like was it you, like that in the other game? Yeah. You, that, they those... never came with you. Yeah, you can only because, swap them in that world because their whole thing is that every time they would go, that's also why they look different when they go to certain worlds because they can't break the world order or whatever, and they're not supposed to tell people they're from other worlds. They're always supposed to convince them like we're from mm. down the road, really we're far from away. Down the road. Yeah, so yeah, they would always yeah. say like we've come a long distance, but they would never say we come from another world um, because they didn't want to ruin the world order. I so see. they stay with you, and then if any of them do come with you, they come as summons, just like they did in the old games. Okay, I just forgot how that worked. Yeah. So it works similarly, but improved. Yeah. And so I, I also think that's a good improvement to make. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, I feel like the game is. Maybe it's just me. It, the game is. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> kind of excited to try it. It just takes a while to, to get there. It takes a while to to get to like a point where you're like, okay, I feel good about playing. But this. I got a good feeling that there's a lot of game left. I'm sure. just gonna. I'm gonna skip the beginning cutscenes. Be like, Liz, what happened? What? Give me the. Give me the highlights. Yeah, I, I'll give. I want to watch like that three hour long. 
Kingdom Hearts explanation video, and then I'll get jump in. I have they, no interest in that. I've watched YouTube videos of that already. They, they yeah. have one in the actual game. Yes, yeah, so like when you start you the game, there's a there menu. Yeah, but if you guys you are still confused after that, like there's got to be some YouTube. Well, here's out there the thing: it gives you, it, it gives you the very loose through, highlights. Because it's because it doesn't go through Dream Drop Distance. Like it goes through all the other games. Why would it well. not go through the game that it's directly off of? Yeah, right you know, it, that's an odd choice. There were some choices made that I was not involved in, so all right, well, told them differently. I'm gonna try to play this yeah i think i mean you're not gonna I try think, to play it. you're gonna play it and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like it yeah you're gonna play it actively <laughs> you bitch and you're gonna enjoy it i, th- I like it's worth After committing the first to four hours. like <laughs> again i four hours. i was extremely I mean, like, put off red by dead the first for a while whoa yeah how that's what i was okay. thinking how one person talk at a time how long did it take like for red dead to I, finally pick up i will be honest like the red dead did take a little while to for me to understand or not even understand but then realize that oh i'm in the open world now right and that took a little while. There's a few cutscenes there. It was a little slow. There's a lot of following other people's horses and shit. That snow is just as bad as yeah, that was the Olympus. very beginning. And, though. Yeah, Olympus and this is also a, the very beginning. This is apparently the very beginning. So, like, if that's the case, then I could slog through that. That's not a problem. But it's Olympus is like the first thing you do because mm-hmm. then you have like your whole intro through Twilight. You know, Town, if it's the first the four world. or five hours that you have to buckle down in and kind of slog through, I could do that. I would that. say three or four. But it's funny because like then we look at like Resident Evil Two, where you can beat that game in five hours. And and it's like resoundingly good, it's apparently. So amazingly yeah. good. Every Who knows? That game is fun. <laughs> What's a good game anymore, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I I anticipate based on the length of the other games. I anticipate is this the tip of the iceberg, and there's plenty more left. And if that's what I had to suffer through to get to the rest of the meat, which is what I'm looking for, yeah. Well, it's not bothering. Let me, me know if you go home and beat it by accident, because there were only four worlds. Left. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be, be a massive slap in yeah, the face. Yeah, so I'm very curious to know how many there are. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I, if it's I'm getting sure. like universally good reviews, I can only imagine that there's got to be magic I'm somewhere. I'm surprised that nobody else saw the flaws that I saw in this, like, right off the bat. Like, it's it's just... Uh, I mean, if there's a 90-hour game where the first four hours are the only, like, hard yeah. parts, then, you know, that means there's a I pretty good a, percentage of the game yeah, that's good. Yeah, slow entry is probably the easiest thing to forget. Yeah, I guess The so. roller coaster slash, like, weird triangles mechanic, that... It can't be as bad as you're, you're like, saying it is, because so, it's got to so be... It's as bad as he's saying it is. It's got to be, like... It can't be just press triangle to win because they would obviously see the flaw in that. There are a lot right? of waves of enemies. So even if you do like like Dynasty Warriors waves of enemies kind no, of thing? like uh like every time like in each area where Heartless show up, usually there's like three waves of Heartless that will come. So even if you not not usually, but there there tend to be multiple waves of Heartless. Or you'll go mm-hmm. to like the next area and they'll suddenly be you, still, you know, you still walk drop like ten the little... feet and there'll suddenly be oh there's a lot of Heartless. Yeah. Do they still drop the little like pixel ball things yeah, they they, yeah. like it was vacuum yeah up. so there's, oh, like, there's a lot of heartless yeah, a yeah lot. i mean i really enjoyed that for there's some a reason. lot of fighting to do um and the enemies are they're not particularly I, strong I like, you're not taking too yeah, yeah you know I, I, there's no point where i was close to dying yeah. but they they they're strong and they have a good amount of health to like them. all i know is i remember kingdom hearts one and two did like two things really well it was music and the battle mechanics were fun. And the progression style made the battle mechanics even more fun because every time you would go into battle, now you had these new moves which would close distance, hit them up in the air, do these crazy combos. Now you're doing these crazy spirals with your keyblade. Like, that's cool. And then you mix yeah. that with magic. And that was the fun parts to me. It was mixing and matching and seeing and going through these, like, skill tree-esque kind of things. It was really just, like, you'd get points and then you'd just spend them on they were just abilities, Goofy yeah. and, Do- and Donald's and Sora's, like, movesets, right? But, and then eventually you would, like plug them into certain slots i guess especially after you've played like other kingdom hearts games and you always start each new one like with less abilities yeah um 
it's very i think it's exciting like i i really look forward to it every single time I'm like yes i finally have high jump now and yes like i finally have yeah spin right now. exactly Dude, stuff like that so or just counter or block recovery. that was like the one that i was it like took, it takes for. so long to get aerial recovery oh my god aerial recovery was a big one too Dude, and i remember it hurts to not have it that's it part does. of the reason why the beginning of the game it's sucks too. <laughs> and then i remember one of the best parts about kingdom hearts 2 was now that you've become so adequate at the battle mechanics and the battling system you get to fight like hard bosses, like hard characters that put your like, you know, your skill tree and like how fast you can react to certain things to the test. I'm talking about Sephiroth, Sephiroth. but I you mean, also that was get to... a cool fight. That was a fucking cool fight. fight. But you also get to fight like Cloud. I remember that fight being a lot of fun. I remember doing like crazy like maneuvers to like dodge his his moves. That was fun, and it always looked really good. Yeah. So okay. if they can hit that again with the music, then I'm sold. And the gummy ship, all right, great. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask a broad question to you? To me? Yeah, that's just a yes or no. Okay. Have you, like, met any Final Fantasy characters yet? Can we... Can we... Can we not? Is that a, is that a crazy... <laughs> is that a crazy question? I don't know. I don't want to know that. I... I, I feel I, like I haven't already, and I've already kind of, like, understood that. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to play. It's... I... I am glad I stuck with it. I'm, I'm Ooh, very glad I stuck with it. this is in this game? Ooh, I wonder. Probably. So there was a, a, a weird... Have you... Have yes. you been to the toy box? Yes. Yeah. It was very jarring. That was, was so, was so jarring. That was weird. All right. Yeah. Let's <laughs> I, can, I can see Alex's eyes like, like rolling in his seat. Already, like... We've already gone pretty far. Yeah. Uh, let's I reconvene get it, guys. It's a bad good time. game. <laughs> right. Okay. We will reconvene next time. We've actually already gone it's way over game. our time. It's, it's yeah. similar to, and it's, I, I think it's appropriate that it's getting like, similar scores to um, Spider-Man. Mm. Because Spider-Man was another game that's like just like fun. And that's how I feel about Kingdom Hearts. Like yeah. Kingdom Hearts feels like a very fun game to play as yeah. opposed to something like maybe red dead that i was playing and i was mm. like this is a very good game it's very polished it's a yeah. wonderful game i am not having a good time as opposed to kingdom hearts i'm like i see that there are things that are just fucking bad shit that are going on here yeah but i'm having a great time yeah <laughs> so fuck yeah. it who cares i mean that that was that's kind of my impression of it too it's like this is like this is a good game i'm, ha- I'm like it got to be a good game and i'm having fun with it I don't think it's breaking any serious ground. I don't think it's like revolutionizing no, it's a, it's any like genres or anything. But it's it's gamey a very game. it's a good yeah. game. Kind of like I don't know if I want similar. a gamey game for like a like a Square Enix kind of title like a Kingdom Hearts or like a Final Fantasy gamey game. Well, not like, a, like it's not like a video gamey ass video game, but like it it is it's a Kingdom Hearts game. It feel like it yeah, gets like to Kingdom the point Hearts. where okay. it is it is Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Like I mean, what I'm gonna you liked it. about Kingdom Hearts one, this game has and does more than that yeah I'm as one would expect it. with a sequel yeah <laughs> it's know? a very it's it's a, like it's what you expect a sequel to be you okay know? Yeah. it's not like breaking any boundaries but it's taking everything that you liked about this game and just as long as it. i'm just as beautiful. confused as i was during kingdom hearts yeah. 2 and it has good battle mechanics and good sound and music if you were confused during kingdom hearts 2 you're in for <laughs> you're just gonna be pressing buttons kingdom for a hearts while it's like you only missed right. chain of memories yeah this one is you missed everything. Three fifty two over two. You missed yeah. birth bar sleep. You missed dream drop distance. You missed the Chain aqua's little mini thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Unchained. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see what you guys think and what your experiences are the next time on the podcast. But for now, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you guys on the next one. Good talk. Goodbye. Good talk. Thanks. Everybody. Bye.